Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from bulbous bards to benevolent bugbears. And today, we're talking about the Paladin. Prepare yourselves. I cast Fireball. Ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready to talk about paladins. All right. Paladin time. Okay. All right. So the most holy righteous warrior in all the land, the paladin, is actually my second favorite class for a number of reasons. Uh, the main one, I think, is I just a uh, sucker for uh, uh, characters with a code. And the code is kind of baked into this character. It's the only uh, class in the game that like really... Uh, like defines a big part of your RP just by being it. Like uh, the thing that defines paladins is their oaths and their code of conduct that comes with those oaths. Uh, they live by it. They die by it. It's everything to them. Um, uh, paladins are typically religious characters. A lot of the time they, it's, it's a religious class, but it doesn't necessarily have to be right. Uh, in fourth edition, they lock you into uh, worshiping a deity in 5th edition, they do not. And from my understanding, in previous editions, they did not. But one of the things that you were locked into, uh, you were actually locked into a lot of things back then, but uh, the, you were a righteous warrior. You had right. to be on the side of good. You had to be lawful good. And um, <laughs> It can be you, pretty boring. It, well, it can be pretty boring, but it also can, um, it can lend to some poor RP experiences because some of the stuff they had you locked into 
was so resolute that like you just couldn't be a person. You had to be a superhero, basically. Yeah. You couldn't watch anybody in your party do ill because you would have to stop them immediately. Yeah, to if not it, if like, it breaks your code, you can't allow it. Exactly, which doesn't really make sense, like in in real life terms, because like we all have different codes of ethics and whatnot. But like you can't just go around telling people what to do. Yeah, if you're, if you're ever like out and about, and somebody just is like, no, yeah, you got to stop that, like right now, and they're not the cops, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and here was the thing, even, uh, when your oath is to something that isn't, uh, like, let's say a God, let's say your oath is to a king or a kingdom, like, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a interesting way to go about it. But even then, like your, um, your oath was more so to a righteous cause for the kingdom than the kingdom itself. The kingdom right. became evil, like the, your oaths to the kingdom don't matter anymore. It's it's your oaths to the righteous cause. Now, what I like about um, more current um, uh, renditions of the class of paladin is you're not necessarily locked into lawful good anymore. Um, you're actually technically not locked into any alignment, but because of the nature of the class and the the fact that you are taking oaths that you are resolute on, you are stubborn on, like yes, these are the things like that you follow, lawful. do or die. You are, you kind of have to be lawful, like. Uh, if if you're going to be in my game and you're going to play a paladin that's chaotic good, like you're going to have to come up with a way that that works. Like yeah, be creative with it. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, but... is there a god of chaos that you could worship? Sure. It's like just kind of into that. Like just yeah. figure, go figure it out, my boy. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You could serve a chaotic good deity, and so maybe your oaths are more <laughs> loosey goosey. Like, just it, get it done. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and you could, you could do that. Um, um, again, I, I, I'd force a player to get creative with it. But um, we're going to talk uh, more about the traditional paladin, and the traditional traditional paladin is re- really well reflected in the player's handbook. Cool. But we'll also talk about like uh, different ways to go about uh, reflavoring a lot of stuff. Um, my paladin that I'm playing in your game is exceptionally reflavored to an extreme yes. amount. To like um, a borderline evil almost. Yeah, he's he yeah he is lawful neutral and and even borders on evil. Um, and we'll get a little into that. I guess it's um, good for neutral to, like, you swing both ways, whatever serves your purpose. If it's good, so be it. And if it's evil, so be it. Yeah, right. yeah. It, it's, it, it can be even a cop-out in a way to so be lawful neutral. But, but yeah, that's the thing about lawful neutral. Good and evil don't mean that much to you. And that's opposed to another paladin that I'm I'm intimately involved with, uh, Glader Bright Scales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that boy is... Yeah. He makes you feel safe. He does. He does. <laughs> because he's so... He's very powerful. Yeah. He's paladins this game hit fucking hard. And he's exceptionally tanky, which is pretty traditional. You know, paladins are, are usually depicted as holy knights with a shield and right. you know, full plate armor. They're ready to just dive in there. They can take hits. They got a good HP pool. And that is still reflected in this edition of D&D. This is a giant dragon man with a big hammer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Some lightning breath. In this edition of D&D, you know, you, the paladin got, has that one D10 hit point, uh, hit, hit die, and uh, which is, you know, the only thing better is what the barb gets. And uh, he's got um, proficiencies in all weapons, all armor, all shields. And again, the traditional look is the plate armor. Right. Um, you know, that heavy, heavy armor keeping you protected. Big shield a lot of the time. Yeah. There's so, a guy I play in Diablo that, like, his shield, like, projects, like, an astral kind of, like, 
force field that looks like the shield. Oh, that's cool. And it like, comes out in like a cross sometimes. You can like set oh, it up cool. so it comes out in four di- different directions. Oh, it's awesome. And he's just so meaty. Like there's oh, like, yeah. six guys on him. He's just like pumping his shield at him, like, <laughs> blowing up. Yeah, the, again, the uh, the Paladin's very tanky. In fourth edition, the Paladin is insanely tanky. And it is actually falls under the... Uh, um, the role of a defender in in fourth edition, each class had a a, a combat role that it would kind of uh, adhere to. And for the paladin, it was defender, and fuck, it could defend. So, um, what are we uh, what are we hitting first on on the paladin? Um, well, for before we dive into the the features, uh, I was doing some reading, and I was kind of curious of like where did this concept of the paladin come from? Right. Like, we already kind of had the war cleric, which is already like a holy divine. Uh, class that also is uh, martially uh, proficient and yeah. adept. Yeah, that you know it can dive right in there and, and it hits you with with its hammer. In the name of God. In the name of a uh, God or yeah. God. Yeah, and um, I think uh, a lot of people get a little uh, not confused, but like it, it can be a little confusing when it comes to like what's the difference between like a paladin and a war cleric. And the main difference I, that I can see is that, again, it comes down to the oaths. Like, right. Paladin is, like, a zealous um, fighter that has a righteous cause. And uh, a Paladin is usually a fighter gone religious versus, okay. like, a war cleric is someone religious gone fighter. Gone fighter. I see. Um, also, like, a war cleric doesn't necessarily have to be for any cause whatsoever outside of just loving to fight and loving battle. and. Like, uh, you know, pushing that agenda forward and going out there and getting involved in fights and wars. While a paladin is, uh, you know, again, someone with a cause, someone with a purpose. Like, like paladins, by their nature, are almost always leading an adventuring life because they're out there trying to get something very specific done. Yes, they have a goal Um, and they have a journey. They usually have to walk a lot of miles to get there. They do, yeah. They're very (laughs) determined class. They're a very focused class. And, uh... They had a really bad reputation um, pre-4th edition of being a real stick-in-the-mud class because, like, um, there was a very real in-game effect for not adhering to your code. Like, you would straight-up lose your power. You yeah. would have no more Paladin spells. I'm into that, though. Yeah. Like, it's that, cool. That makes a lot of sense to me. It does. It does. Uh, I feel like it was a little too easy to lose your power as a Paladin because, like, life is not black and white. And even if your Paladin yeah. sees things in black and white, okay. like... Where do you draw the line? Yeah, you, know? you gotta have some leeway, like right. uh, forgiveness of sin, if you right. will, or whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want to flavor well, it as. Oh, and there was that mechanic as well, like you you would lose your powers until you atoned. I was uh, explaining the cleric to a new player, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, make sure you role play correctly. Like, make sure this is what you really want, because mm-hmm. if you are going to be." Uh, a cleric, like a holy cleric, you need to make sure that you're not just like vindictively or like absentmindedly killing things. Like, well, it depends on the god that you serve. Like, <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, in this particular case, it was like a lawful good kind of like, yeah, like a sacred thing. And he's yes. like, hey, if I don't take the light can trip, let me like blow up a bat. With yeah, that's to cast something a, li- a life cleric just wouldn't do. Like, <laughs> you just wouldn't do that. So I had to remind him, like, make sure that you do that because your god is going to fucking forsake you. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's quite possible. I've seen other iterations where you don't like lose your power, but like it is... Uh, encourage your dm is encouraged to like if your paladin is stepping out of line too often 
maybe stories of him doing that start to spread and like members of his order come for his ass. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I like, I really like that. That, that's, <laughs> that's really cool. Cause like, then you got a problem. Now you got six paladins rolling deep. Now it's up ready, to now ready it's for just you. They don't care about your party. So like your party probably sing your shit too. So your party's yeah, like, not nah, like, take them. Hey man, this, uh, how many paladins did you say they're coming to you? Uh, <laughs> I'm cool on that. I don't need six dudes in plate armor <laughs> rolling up Indeed with their not. divine righteous smiting. With giant pointy shields. Um, just, but yeah, paladins are a lot of fun, and um, I'm glad that they've managed to make it so that you don't have to be the stick in the mud that you used to. Because it used to be like, if someone said that they were going to roll a paladin, uh, the rest of the party would kind of groan. And be like, oh man, okay. Like, great, man. Great. I wanted to roll a rogue. Yeah, Thanks. I know, right? And then there's often very, uh, very commonly I hear stories of, of paladins and rogues coming at odds, because they're, you know... You know, the opposite of each yeah. other. Chaotic, neutral, usually, versus, like, lawful good. It's also, mechanically, like, big and loud versus small mm -hmm. and stealthy, well, usually. Or slender and stealthy. Absolutely. And there used to be straight-up, like, uh, restrictions where it's like, you weren't allowed to even try and stealth as a paladin, because that's a coward's way. Oh, like, shit. I, like, that type of restriction is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Man, like, that really limits the, you know? the freedom of roleplay. Absolutely. And and that that was the problem with the Paladin. It really limited the freedom of roleplay. Like, sometimes, like, you're you're right. Life is diverse. Sometimes you gotta sneak. Yeah, sometimes you gotta sneak. Even if you don't like it. You don't have to like it. Right. But, like, it shouldn't, like, put you under threat of losing your powers. Yeah. I think that's silly. But you know what? That's everyone's game is different, and if that's how it works in your game, fuck yeah! Like it should work like that because it's your game, and that's how it works in your world. Have you ever had to depower a paladin? I've never had to. And okay. what, how does that even work? Can you repower up? Can you like prove yourself again? In this edition, it would be at the DM's discretion. Right. I think I don't think I'll ever have to worry about it with Glader because yeah, of the nature of Glader's. Line. He's very passionate about what he does. <laughs> he's really, really into justice smiting. Yeah, uh, which is fine. Killing. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's plenty of that to do. Like, there's just a lot of bad stuff happening, so he can go out and do it. There's a whole manual on monsters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, and there and there is a good example of like a big difference between. Um, uh, styles of paladins and styles of clerics. Uh, he serves a god of justice who is lawful good. Yes. But like, it's he ain't the god of life. He ain't the god of like happiness and kindness <laughs> and all that. He's the god of justice. He's, a jo he's and, the like, god of get it done. He's the god of get it done and he's the god of uh, killing that which is evil. And yes. stopping it at all costs kind of deal. I was going to say, if in another circumstance Jake Jake's character might be like later might be more chaotic, right? Like he Kind of mm. in the way he does things, like in a, mm. um, like if it, not, I mean under a different god. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Like if a you, character going out and getting the job done, mm -hmm. like in the way that Glader does it, is kind of chaotic. Like he, it Glader could can be. kick down doors this and like is, do what he has to do. Yeah, this is where the alignment chart starts to not make sense when you apply real world scenarios because like on one hand, Batman, we're gonna use Batman. Yeah, is incredibly paladin like he has a code. He follows that code. Yes. Uh, he's very zealous. He's about. He's very vengeful, and he's about bringing criminals to justice. Indeed, he like, is. without a doubt. Like that's very paladin-like. But on the flip side of that, like how lawful is he? He really doesn't have any respect for any kind of law whatsoever. Or your medical bills. Uh, or medical bills. Um, like he he he's a vigilante. He's breaking the law there. He 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 doesn't leave it to almost anyone but himself. He doesn't even really respect Superman. Like when it comes to like getting the job done. Batman trusts no one but himself. Like, yeah. how lawful is he, really? Like, that's up for debate. 
But that's, again, that's why the alignment chart is just a loose set of rules. You can't hold on to it too tightly because it will fall apart and break when you actually start role-playing. Yeah. yeah. But let's get back to, what like... What is lawful? Yeah. Like, what does that really mean, yeah. even? Yeah, exactly. Um, but let's get into, like, what the Paladin can do, what the Paladin is famous for. So the Paladin is, much like all my favorite classes, capable of dipping its toes into the, a lot of abilities. Yes. Like, it is very uh, martially adept, like we discussed earlier. It's lots gonna, of different weapons. Lots of weapons. It gets all martial weapons. Um all simple weapons, both ranged and not ranged. Um, it gets a fighting style like a fu- like a fighter, but not till a, la- a later level. Right, right. Um, it is very focused on getting in there with the melee, and it acts more as a tank, but also is very offensively capable, which is yes, a nice indeed. addition of this. Of this uh, There's some really cool, like tricky combat things you can do with the paladin. Yeah, like, absolutely. Opportunity attacks and things like that. Absolutely. Um, with the paladin. Though the Paladin is very capable of, like, dipping its toes in all directions in a jack-of-all-trades type of way, mm-hmm. it's also very capable, and I would say almost encouraged, for the Paladin to really focus on one of the many things it can do. Like, you can build a Paladin that is a tank and a half, like, a straight-up black hole that sucks all combat yeah. into itself and just absorbs it all while, you know, the rest of the party does all the damage. Or it could be, it could really focus in on healing, which is something the Paladin is famous for. Land on it will. Hands. It will probably never be in the same healing tier as like a cleric or even like a druid that focuses in on healing. Yeah, but it can heal very well. You have the lay on hands ability, which is a strictly paladin ability throughout all the editions. It's one of the things that will never change. Like the paladin <laughs> has a thing called lay on hands. He's gonna touch you. It, he or he, 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 t- or he or she will touch you and literally instill life energy into you. <laughs> Um, I love I've, those jokes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put these hands on uh, did, uh, I saw a meme the other day where the, right the paladin had a crush on the druid, and the druid needed healing, so asked the paladin to lay his hands on her, and he got all, like, embarrassed. Was, oh, I saw I, that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, um... He's <laughs> all giddy. Yeah, he was all giddy about it. He's like, oh, she asked me. <laughs> um, but yeah, lay on hands. Uh, I've seen iterations of lay on hands where you could not use it on yourself. And I looked okay. at the wording in the 5th edition player's handbook, and it says a creature. So I think you can use Lay of Hands on yourself. Not specific enough to discount it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, Lay on Hands is, is their main healing ability. But also, uh, Paladins get into spellcasting. Much like the, well, like the Ranger, they're a half-caster. So they don't gain spells at the same rate as a Cleric does, but about at half the rate. But most of this, their spells are very supportive spells. They're very defensive-based. Yes. They're very um, healing-based. And so you can spec your paladin to really focus in on that healing if you choose. Yep, you're, like, like running, like, tank support. It's really... It's, it's, it's yeah. overpowered. Yeah, it, it's, it's very powerful. Um, which isn't to say, though, that the spellcasting doesn't have a lot of offensive stuff, too. Right. It's just that uh, paladins get another feature... Uh, called their Divine Smite, which is a very, yes. very staple feature for the Paladin. So cool in which every time it goes off. It operates very much like a spell, but it more operates in place of a spell. So the way Divine Smite works, once you're level 2, you get it. You can sacrifice spell slots to uh, focus your Divine Magical Energy into your attack, uh, into a single attack, and right. you get, like I think it's 2d8 Radiant Damage uh, if you use a level 1 spell slot. Um if you hit. And then when you do that, you burn a slot. So it's right, not right. a spell, but it's kind of a spell. 
And uh, you're going to be doing... For most of your offense, is going to be that. You have a, yes. offensive spells, but most of your DPS that's is coming from Divine Smite. That's the right there. Yep, that's it right there. And each uh, for each level slot, you do above a level 1 slot. I think you get an extra D8 damage. So, so cool. I mean, as you're getting into the higher levels, you burn a level 5 slot. You're doing, what is that? Uh, I can do math. Um, 68 extra damage. On top of the fact that you probably have... Uh, two or three attacks in total because you're yeah, that high, high level. Right. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty brutal. Um it's, uh, big meaty meat boys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um another thing that paladins traditionally get is a certain certain levels of immunity to that which is evil or bad. Yeah. Um, I believe you get um complete immunity to all diseases and sicknesses in this game by level three. Holy crap, which, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that that's, as a DM, like I'm like, damn, like there's a lot of things I can't do to you now. Like yeah, just man. because I remember getting yeah. poisoned. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And oh and that's another thing. Uh lay on hands doesn't just heal HP. You can actually um you you get uh a pool of HP that you can apply when when it comes to lay on hands and yeah. it comes in fives. Okay. And you can use five HP of that pool to cure any uh poison or disease that a character has like how fucking handy is that always on top always of the fact good. that you're immune so right. like, you know you're using that on an ally that's two people that don't got to worry about it um so yeah it's, it's very handy i never i'm just i was surprised by the paladin for like the first three games and then i was just like oh he's doing something fucking ridiculous oh yeah, yeah for sure that's just how he rolls <laughs> yeah absolutely um the uh the paladin is also known for its aura a lot of the time in in fourth edition, um, there was a version of the paladin that had a, uh, a defensive aura. I don't remember what it was called, but basically, it made enemies that were within that aura have to focus their attacks on you. Which is cool. In this game, Big gravity thing. Yeah, in this game, you get uh, the fucking most annoying thing for me as a DM for whatever reason is just saved your party's ass a million times. But you get a you get an aura protection, which whenever there's a friendly creature within ten feet of the paladin, and they are forced to make a saving throw of any kind, they get to add the charisma modifier of the paladin to their saving throw, which I think for later is a plus four. It's a plus four on top of whatever. And it's bonkers. Yeah, and it's just like, jeez, you got to save off everything. It's, it's a plus three or a plus four. It's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a lot. Really and high. It's a, like for some reason he's always within ten feet of whoever I'm making make a save. And it's like, <laughs> God damn it. Well, he basically just stays next to our warlock. At this point, cause, yeah, which like, is you know good because that dude's squishy as hell. Oh yeah, um, like, it's surprising, definitely. So uh, let's get a little bit more into the oaths. So in the player's handbook, they got three basic oaths that you can take, and they're very cool. And I think they cover like a good seventy-five percent of all bases that you could basically need when you're rolling up a paladin. Um, we will get into like reflavor and stuff later. Okay, but um, they basically come in like three versions. Um, one is definitely the lawful good way. It's it's the oath of devotion, and it's uh, an oath where you're dedicated to these ideals. You're dedicated to honesty, courage, compassion, honor, and duty. Like we're talking like the real good old boy, the real yeah. you know, like the Captain America, right. uh, if you will. And Captain America is basically a paladin, as far as I'm a concerned. A giant boy scout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is the traditional paladin, and it it gets really cool things like uh, you. So the divine characters get um, what are called channel divinities at certain levels, right. and they're like spells. Those that, are freaking cool. They're, yeah, they're basically spells that aren't spells. Uh, and the cleric gets like turn undead and whatnot. And for Which each awesome. oath that you take, you get different channel divinities. And so the devotion um, oath 
you get things like Sacred Weapon, where you can imbue a weapon that you're holding with like positive, good energy, and it's going to do extra damage and stuff like that. Um, you get something very like the um, the Cleric's Turn Undead, where you get Turn the Unholy, and as an action, you present your Holy Symbol, just like Turn Undead, uh, Speaker Prayer Censuring Fiends and Undead. So each Fiend and Undead that, you can, that can see or hear you within 30 feet has to make a Wisdom save. If the creature fails the saving throw, uh, it is turned for one minute. So it's just like Turn Undead, but it also applies to, uh, to Fiends, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, Fiends, man. Do you think the Paladin ever gets tired? No, no paladin, Paladins never tire. They never tire. No, I know they, I, I, sure know I tired. do. We should take a short rest. <laughs> we should. We should take a short rest. We've been talking a lot. <laughs> All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, my name is Adam and I host the D&D 5th edition podcast called The Stubborn Heroes. Here's a sample of the show. I'm afraid an 11 persuasion is not going to persuade me. And it just sounds crazy to you. What are you talking about again? Oh, just forget about it. You would never understand. You won't give me the glowing orb thing to play with. I can't play with any swords on the wall. This is no fun. I will talk to a bird. Hi. How are you? Hi. (laughs) 
You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Twitter, or any of your favorite podcasting apps, all at Stubborn Heroes. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. I want to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much again for listening and watching. Uh, always, as always, we really appreciate the support and uh, can't thank you enough. Um, there's some people in particular that Will wants to shout out today to thank. Yeah, quick shout out to the people who went ahead and uh, tweeted out about our show and with the hashtag DungeonCast. They both got entered into our contest where we're giving away two copies of the Tales from a Yawning Portal book, the newest D&D book coming out uh, in the beginning of April. And uh, also, they're getting the shout-out. So thank you to Mr. Matthew L. Allen. Thank you to O'Mealy's. Thank you to Daydream Tiger One. And thank you to Varnish Truth. We really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for entering the contest. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Um, always great to hear from somebody on Twitter or, mm-hmm. or anywhere, really, to see those YouTube comments coming in and the likes and subscribes and the views. It's very touching, so thank you guys very much. Um, mm-hmm. You can find our podcast on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube or you can tweet at us at the dungeon cast. You can also send us an email at the dungeon cast at gmail.com mm-hmm. if that is your skis. Uh, I'm feeling rested. You feeling rested? I think. Are you feeling rested? I think I'm feeling rested. Let's get back to the show. Hell yeah. And we're back. We're back. We're yes. Back. It was good. It was good. Good old rest. <laughs> can't can't beat it. So I think uh, before before the rest, we uh, we were talking about uh, the oath of devotion, and basically that's you know the very holy, very righteous, very lawful, good path to take. Uh, after that, they list the oath of agents, which I think is a very interesting oath. And I, before fifth edition, I hadn't seen anything like this, but like I really like the flavor of this oath. It is. Um, an oath that's really tied to nature, and it's it's a very neutral good kind of oath. It's uh, that's cool. This is something I don't know about. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the kind of oath you'll see elves take, and basically they're devoted to something called that they call the light. But basically, it's just like that which is good, and so okay. like their oaths are uh, they all have to do with the light, and they they say things like kindle the light, which that means like through your acts of mercy, kindness, and forgiveness, kindle the light of hope in the world, uh, beating back despair. Okay. Shelter the light, where there is good, beauty, love, and laughter in the world, stand against the weakness that would swallow it, where life flourishes and against forces that would render it barren. Okay, Lantern Corps. Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Preserve your own light. Delight in song and laughter, in beauty and art. Uh, If you allow the light to die in your own heart, you can't preserve it in the world. And then lastly, but not least, be the light. Be a glorious beacon for all those who live in despair. Let the light of your joy and courage shine forth. And all of your deeds. So it's not like telling you any like hard like things to do. It's just right. saying be good, stay good, spread good. <laughs> you know, be a dope dude. Eat good for breakfast. Eat good. Yeah. Enjoy life. That's what actually what this oath is about. Like sing, laugh, have a good time, eat good food. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, enjoy that which is good in the world and spread goodness. Like that's a pretty cool oath. Because again, this is you don't even need an excuse to not be lawful good. 
here. Yeah. Like, you can be neutral good and it's not a problem. Or even chaotic good. Like, you can be chaotic good and follow this very Make easily. Yeah. So, um, I like it. It's also, again, very nature So, like, you're going to get a lot of spells that are very nature-based, like plant growth and uh, speak with animals. Right. And, uh, and like, you get ice storm at high levels and commune with nature. Ah, oh, that sounds awesome. Those are all really cool things to do. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot and, of nature. You're walking through nature a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And um, your channel divinities are, well, one of them is nature-based. You get a channel divinity called Nature's Wrath, in which you can invoke primeval forces to ensnare your foe. So, basically, vines and roots and stuff will spring up out of nowhere and, like, ensnare your foe and, like... Key, I think they got to make a strength or deck save and and like limit you know, movement. Yeah, like limit. That. I think it immobilizes or whatever the um, conditions called in this game because it changes from game to game. And immobilize, I right. think, is in fourth edition, but it's going to be something along those lines in this one. Um, That's like an adventure zone. They're like, is there no bluff check? Is that oh, not a thing? And they yeah. do it like over like multiple episodes. <laughs> well, it's in, that conversation. in fourth edition, you have a bluff check. Yes, that's uh, why. And they were used to fourth. They were used to fourth, yeah. yeah. But now it's a deception check. They're just like, is there no is there no bluff check? Like, what is it? And they right. gotta look on the sheet and they're like, deception? Is like okay. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. In our game, sometimes I'll call for a diplomacy check, but it there is no diplomacy check, it's a persuasion check. Right, right. Yeah, so it you know it's it's, it's the same player, but a little yeah. different. You, you yeah. Get as close as you can. Yeah, and then um, the last oath in uh, the Player's Handbook is the Oath of Vengeance, which is uh, what good old Glader has, hey, and it yeah. is the most zealous of oaths, but it also lets you kind of fall out of the good territory and into the lawful neutral territory, right? because you're basically trying to push your agenda at almost any cost to stop that which is evil, including like maybe doing things that aren't exactly so good. Um, <laughs> and the oaths are like, fight the greater evil, uh, which means, like, if you have the choice between finding something that's, like, super evil and if something that's just, like, okay, a thief and a demon, go for the demon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? a thief, somebody else will go Yeah, exactly, like, uh, <laughs> no mercy for the wicked, which means, like, the Glader shows all the time, he kills without mercy, and, like, doesn't think about it for a second. Like, Yeah, it's I cool that it. we're, like, we're not necessarily, none of us are really, like, wicked in any kind of way. Like, not even Thanic. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's handy. Yeah. He can totally be around us. <laughs> um, the next oath is by any means necessary. Like, and here I'm going to read this. My qualms can't get in the way of exterminating my foes. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, cold-blooded Punisher status killer. Like, yep. there you go. Oh and then, uh, finally, uh, the last oath is uh, restitution. If my foes wreck ruin on the world, it is because I failed to stop them. I must help those harmed. By the machines, man. Yeah, this, this is so Batman. Like Batman blames himself for his parents' death. Yeah, you know, that makes no fucking sense. He was eight years old. I wonder but if still. Jake read that and was like, "This is Batman Punisher." Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be. That's ex- I think and that's exactly is. how he went through. Well, and that's really exactly well. how he acts. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a cool path. Um, it's very reminiscent to a class that exists in fourth edition called the Avenger, which was basically this, except for in. Um, in uh, fourth edition, Avengers were more like zealous assassins and hunters, okay. and they wore cloth armor. Oh wow! Um, okay. And it was their faith that gave them like an extra boost to their armor um, and their agility and all that stuff. Um, but much like the Avenger class, uh, the Vengeance Paladin in fifth edition is incredibly good at hunting shit down. Uh, if they get an enemy in their sights, that enemy is not getting away. I'm sure you've seen <laughs> later, like. And then we start yes. running, and they ain't getting anywhere. No. Because he's coming for their ass. Indeed. Yeah, that's 
the Vengeance Palette, and they get like Hunter's Mark, and uh, they get their their Vow of Amnity, which is really cool. As a bonus action, uh, they can utter oh, an Hunter's oath Mark and stuff like that. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, uh, but as a channel, their Channel Divinity Vow of Amnity, as a bonus action, they can utter an oath, which uh, against a creature that they can see, and I think they just get advantage on all attack rolls on that creature. Shit. Like they're just really good at <laughs> dispensing you. justice. Yeah, basically you. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. So yeah, that's uh, that's the ven- vengeance paladin for Hell you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of it all. I don't know if you got any questions before I move on to the next subject, but um. You know, I don't want to just parrot the player's handbook, but I do want to talk about like all the major things that make a paladin a paladin. I have like a general combat question that just like, yeah, but like bubbled up. Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're being intimidating in combat, will mm-hmm. you can will, is it typical for you to like have your player roll like an intimidation check? Yeah, I will definitely, and it'll like affect it'll affect accordingly in battle. Like yeah, I might uh, dispense disadvantage on something or maybe advantage on an attack or something like that. Because I had a guy flee D'Artagnan. Yeah, you did. You know, yeah, or like that can happen too. Yeah, absolutely. And you didn't even have to roll that high because you guys were murdering many people. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to take like what's actually happening into account yeah. because sometimes it doesn't need to be a high roll. And like maybe this this guy standing in the back, he's probably a fucking coward anyway. So yeah. like he, there you go. Yeah, you you scared the shit out of him, and he like I was just like, okay, he's just gonna use all of his movement. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly how how it like, would just like it fear, would go. Like a, you know, I didn't yeah. make I didn't have him make a save or anything. It just like made sense to do that, so and, I just did. And that's exactly how you should do it. I feel because um, okay. yeah like i didn't roll high but at the same time like all his dudes are getting killed d'artanian looks scary as shit yeah and you, you did know. you did like an effect to like boost the or, oh yeah my uh, thaumaturgy yeah, boost yeah. your check but like low, uh, and more lower the dc, lower the DC if you will yeah. uh, theoretically right you know? right and i was like oh cool that'll, that'll make it easier to that that is more intimidating yeah so yeah. with an average roll you're doing above average things in an average way it's above exactly average. exactly yeah. well done in my opinion, I think that's exactly how it yeah. should be done. Well, I'm sure most DMs out there would agree, probably. Maybe not. Let us know. know. Yeah, let <laughs> us know. How do you DM? So, there aren't any options in the Player's Handbook for a truly evil paladin, and which is understandable because uh, I think uh, Wizards of the Coast has a stance on they don't want to put anything in their like core player book that has like evil um, options because like the game traditionally is supposed to be heroes in a world right. of evil trying to stop evil. And I agree with that. I, so I don't think like the Black Guard should be in this book at all. Okay. But I do love the Black Guard. It is my favorite iteration <laughs> of the Paladin. Uh, Lawful Evil is probably my, my favorite uh, uh, alignment. There's just something about it that intrigues the hell out of me. Uh, Doctor Doom is like my favorite villain of all time. That dude's really cool. super lawful evil. I love Darth Vader. He's very lawful evil as well. Yeah. Those There's are good just characters. something fascinating about someone who does things that are horrible but under this like code of ethics like they 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 make it logical to themselves or like they feel that yeah, it's the like, right thing this to is, do this is so damn necessary like yeah. how could somebody not do this that's how like right. doctor doom is always like he's like how is somebody not doing yeah this? like i'll do it i'll do, I it. do it like i'm the one yes, you know like always, yeah dude. oh yeah he's very full of himself uh d'artanian is very much he actually i i told you that he's very based off vegeta uh he's more based on like dr doom that's like, cool he's man. very very yeah, uh dr von doom dr doom is really really cool yeah so um i like the comic pops where they talk about dr oh doctor he's the coolest fucking bad yeah. marvel has he's just awesome <laughs> um and i hate the movie iterations of him are fucking horrible but moving on <laughs> get, let's get back on to paladin so um so because those options are in here they have released some Unearthed Arcana, which is very fitting, 
Uh, but it's not official yet, and also I didn't necessarily like it too much. So okay. um, for D'Artagnan, who is very lawful, neutral, lawful, evil, I decided not to take that. Uh, right now, he's he hasn't gotten to his oath yet, so I haven't had to make that decision. But he's underneath a lot of reflavoring. I've reflavored um, a lot of the not the the base effects of what he does, like lay on hands, steal heels, like. But because of the nature of his oath and whatnot, it doesn't make sense that he would really have a healing power uh, of holiness. So his yeah. lay on hands is very painful. I and, love this. and rather than it just like magically just like healing and everything's all better like literally it like almost reverses time on the wound and it, like you go through all the pain of a healing wound in and reverse. it's really agonizing yeah in reverse like and, your wound uh, is sealing up and it's like oh god yeah, yeah so if you want the healing you better be willing to earn it yeah which is very very much falls in line with d'artagnan's and it'll probably be like come here you little whiny motherfucker exactly <laughs> like here uh and if you can't take it you don't deserve it and right. which is falls in line with d'artagnan's oath so only the worthy may rule and only the strong are worthy and so on and so forth and um rather than make him divine because uh we we or uh, rather than make him serve a deity, because you hadn't come up with it yet, yeah. and I didn't feel like... See, the problem was, because he was lawfully evil, if I make him straight serve a deity, then we're going to run into some serious problems, because right. that deity's going to want some real dark shit. Um, so I made him sworn to a crown, and rather than a crown that uh, he's serving, he is the very crown which he serves. <laughs> and D'Artagnan is very self-serving. Yes. Uh, he basically serves his family's bloodline. It's all about the family. Right. It's all about the honor, the prestige, the majesty, the power, and furthering that agenda and it's at what all he, costs. And what he thinks, his point of view of what mm -hmm. it should be. Exactly. Right. Very it's much like very, Dr. Doom, yes. he thinks he should be in charge of everything. Right. And uh, and not because he wants to... He, he like I, Dr. Doom's more evil than like D'Artagnan is, but D'Artagnan sees it as like his right and what is right. Yes. And, and yeah. So and of course it's right. I'm me. Exactly. Yeah. Very much. Um, <laughs> so he's an asshole and I don't usually play asshole characters, but it's been a lot of fun playing D'Artagnan. He's very interesting. Yeah. It's, 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 he's very decisive and a lot of fun to like, yeah. see what, okay, what, let's see what this motherfucker's going to do right now. Exactly. Cause he's rolling. And I love, um, <laughs> I love the bard too. That's oh yeah. His, his bard, his temporary bard buddy. <laughs> It'll be a long, a lifelong friendship. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see how long their lives really are. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, the, the things that make D'Artagnan still very traditionally a paladin is that, that focus, that determination. He has a higher purpose that he adheres to at all costs. Yep, he's on the move. He's on the move. He's got a quest. He's, he's doing his thing. Right. And so, like, throughout his development, like, with you as the dungeon master, like, between the two of us, we'll be reflavoring stuff as we need to. Like, yes. his divine smite probably isn't going to be radiant damage. It's probably oh, yeah. fire damage, maybe yeah. necrotic, but I I think fire because of his very fiery. I like background. how fire is playing so much into like who you are. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's really he cool. he comes from a bloodline that goes all the way back to the nine hells, and yes. so very fiery there, very brimstone and ash. Um, and uh, you know, it fits into my like elemental thing I got going, on. which is too. cool. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, and then like uh, it, it's quite possible we'll take like the oathbreaker from uh, which is a different path a different oath that you could take even though it's a non-oath uh out of the dmg okay. which is official so i'm comfortable taking it and it's very fiery based in nice, a lot of ways nice. like you get uh i think you get burning hands 
as a spell, or maybe it's Hellish Rebuke. Either way, when some fire spell. To, we'll have to work out when you get yeah. to your oath, like what we'll what get that there. what that is, like yeah. who who or what it is you yeah. take that oath with. Exactly. So in some ways, though, this character is a blackguard. In other ways, he's just like an infernal themed paladin, like right. a hell knight, if you will. And I want to encourage that type of things because sometimes the paladin can feel very one dimensional. Uh, like, I love Glader. I think he's a great character, and yes. I think Jake's a great player. Glader is incredibly one-dimensional. Yes, he is. Yeah, because he's got one thing on the mind, one thing only, and it leads to one thing, dispensing justice and killing evil. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, sometimes that can get boring, and the Paladin doesn't have to be like that. The Paladin doesn't have to be one-dimensional. Uh, and you don't have to do the evil spin on it to make it non one dimensional, but right. that's what I did. And I did a, a We're in some thing. settings as well where it's yeah. like there are lots of enemies to fight. There's like lots of combat going on, mm-hmm. and like he's also um, he's he's been in a position where he needs to dip, dip, be a diplomat. Exactly, and his high yeah. charisma makes that very like otherwise mm-hmm. like if we're in. Uh, um, like if he's being like an emissary of some kind or something like that, or if we're in combat, though, that's what he's doing, and he's doing it really well usually. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's up to the fate of the die, of course, right, a lot of right. time. But um, otherwise, yeah, he, he is a little quiet, you know. Yeah, he's very he's very quiet and reserved. But that's okay. That's yeah, well, that's his he's, character. He's not like, doing, it's not boring. It's like there's nothing for him to do right now. Yeah, but I I think the, what I'm trying to say uh, with with all these words I'm saying is basically don't feel discouraged from playing a paladin or don't like try and avoid a paladin because you feel it's too one dimension dimensional or whatnot. It's not. It doesn't have to be. It can be. Uh, it can be a really fully fleshed out. Really, uh, uh, dynamic, dynamic character. Yeah, it's, um, it's up to you. It's it, up to the you and yeah. uh, the DM. I'm sure if you've got a great DM, which most DMs are great, will mm-hmm. help you like promote that. Yeah, absolutely. Take all that into account and, and put you in positions where your character can shine. Absolutely. So, with that being said, I think I'm done on things I have to say about the paladin right now, off the top of my head. You got any more questions? What? Um, I want to talk about D'Artagnan a little more. Okay, Just, uh, sure. Um, what? What? I, I kind of want to know, like, when you get to that level, it's level three where you level take Level three where you take an oath, yeah. So what what did you have in mind? Um, okay, so I, I personally feel like the sacred oath level of a paladin is, like, probably the most important level. Yeah, and level I feel three like is big for a lot of classes. For a lot of classes. And I feel like um, most level ups, you're not going to do anything special for. You're probably mm-hmm. just, you're, you're stronger now. Yeah, you get a little boost. Yeah. I think for the oath, I, I would like D'Artagnan to go have to go through some sort of initiation like and we could flavor that differently like maybe yeah. he literally because of the devil's blood that flows through him maybe at some point he feels like a call like he just feels it like and there will, need like there, i have to go to a location it's time there is an in game plot point which yeah. i'm okay with revealing to you as d'artagnan right, that right. where this has already been like basically you're going to run into a, a position where that you're going to be put in that position where the party and probably mostly you are going to feel a call and go and speak with something. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that That's... might be something that you're like, hey, um, we got to the location. I know it's I know it's kind of going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can go from here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it, it could be three. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it could be it could be something like that. It could be something more like official, like uh, maybe at some point. Um, like I could have done this for later, but I didn't. But like at level, well, I think you guys started at level three as it was. Yes, we did. Okay, but like what I would have done with later is I would have literally had like his bros come and find him, and be like, "It's time, like, 
blah, 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 come with us. And he would go for like yeah, a like week or initiation. two. There'd be like an initiation thing. And then he would be forced to take the oaths. Um, so I feel like it's a big level for paladins. And as a DM, you should probably, if you can work it in, make it something big. Make it feel special because like leveling up uh, should mean more than just the stats on the page. Yeah. like so. You don't just level up in D&D. I feel like you grow. Like Exactly. You, you've gone through a lot of like interactions and had like social experiences that are also helping you like reach the next level. Like, yeah. Leveling up is a lot more than just a statistical boost the way I look at it as a DM. It's more like... I'm a I'm aging. I'm growing as a yeah. as a character, as a person in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And uh the thing is like you don't take the oaths to level three, but like the oaths are just like the official thing that you do and they're like probably the thing that like really truly binds you to the to the oaths, but like yeah. you should be exemplifying those oaths all the way up until that point, otherwise they wouldn't let you take the oaths. Yes, it's like so. now now you've earned like your right to this power that right. you're about to receive. Exactly. Like, you've honored us or honored me or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, or honored this code in such a way where we're going to bless you with these powers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's um, however you want to do that. <laughs> so for paladins in actual fiction, like like maybe modern day fiction, the main one that comes to my mind is Captain America because the dude has a code of conduct. He has yeah. a, a higher ideal that he stands for, and he stands by it no matter what. He's incredibly charismatic, and even though he doesn't have like divine powers and he is totally roided up with the super soldier serum... <laughs> uh, like one could argue, and I would definitely argue that like a lot of his abilities come straight from his faith and devotion to what he does. Like that's even, the Steve Rogers. That's the Steve Rogers in him. You know, that's um, yeah. The super soldier serum makes him super strong and super fast, but like it's that uh, that drive yes. that like pushes him that much further and makes him even more capable than someone else who right. Has super and he had that serum. before he got the serum. Exactly made, made him. Um, like, that's a good pick. You yeah. Know? Other paladins I can think of in um, in fiction, uh, the Knights of the Round Table are very paladin-like. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. a lot is taken from them to right. make the class yeah, of paladin. Yeah, Holy Warrior, that's yeah. going, like a Templar or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Jedi, yeah. probably like Jedi that. Jedi are very paladin-like. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not Obi- all of them. But Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi is a fucking paladin. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. God, I love Obi-Wan. He's so cool. He's pretty dope. Um, yeah, he's very lawful good. And yeah, the, <laughs> the Jedi Order is very lawful and... Uh, the, to a higher cause, so I would definitely say the Jedi are paladin. There's a shooting star, that shooting star song, a mm-hmm. song I showed you, there's a meme where mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's getting choked by, um, uh, oh um, god, okay, what's yeah. his face, Lord Tyrannus, um, uh, okay, uh, yeah, that's his Sith name, I, yeah. I'm blanking right now, but he like chokes, force yeah, chokes Dooku. him, yeah, yeah Count Dooku, Dooku he's yeah. force choking him, and then he like takes off like a rocket, oh and he's god, like, oh, that's a stupid <laughs> guy, <laughs> Uh, and the and the Sith are very uh, anti-paladin, or not anti-paladin, that's something else, but very blackguard, where they're lawful evil. Yeah. Um, they, they have their own, like, code that they follow. Right, right. Uh, and it's based off selfish things, but it's still a code. Um, I don't know, any other uh, paladins in fiction that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, Link's not really a paladin. No. It's like our go-to. No, I would say um, if he was, he'd be a paladin of the ancients, where it's all about spreading good. Oh, that's cool. And being good. Yeah. He's very neutral good, I would think. Yeah, he's just but, uh, trying to make things better. But yeah. So that's it for the paladin. Yep. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to call it a game right Yeah, we're going to call it a game right here. Thanks for listening, as always. Um, is there anything anything we need to talk about at the end here? Uh, no. Don't forget no, about the contest. Good. Tweet us out. Put a yeah, link out. Always, and, uh, please share our show uh, for the contest. And also, if you like what we're doing here and you want to help, that's the most important thing you can do to help is sharing the show with your friends, with your family, uh, on social media, Twitter, and whatnot. 
Yeah, just so. tell us if you think so, there's somebody out there that you know that would like our show, um, send them our way. I mean, we'd love to we'd love to do a show for them. Um, tweet out, and maybe they'll get their name out on here. Yeah, absolutely. With that, I think we can say goodbye. All right, see you guys later. Thanks. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.